Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to a special edition of the Past is Prime podcast. We are doing a 2021 NFL Draft special. We have the expert, our fearless leader, James Dizidor, breaking down the draft board this year. And we are very excited for that analysis. But before we do that, we start in the obvious place to get us going in this NFL draft season. Uh, Today is Saturday, May 24th, so our father's picks will be as of this date. The things could change. We would like that to stipulate. But as of noon, Saturday, April 24th, these are the picks. But again, we start in the obvious place. Melissa, give us your thoughts on the Mortal Kombat movie you watched last night. Yes, sir. All right. Mortal Kombat. I'm going to give you three points that I had on it. One, you could have taken some stuff and shaved it down. Two, you could have expanded on some things. And three, it was very obvious they are building for a franchise. And I will just say for now, for anybody, considering the movie has been out for like a day, we will do a full spoilers review Exactly. This This is non-spoilers for you, but if you want the spoilers... This is non-spoilers? No, I mean, we can... You can say you're full. I don't want you to have to worry about spoilers. Give anything, any information you want. I love it. So this is a spoiler. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying like this is... Spoiler review. Well, here's the thing, too. There's not much to spoil. Do you spoil a Mortal Kombat movie there's yeah. so much plot to it the, yeah. the only thing that i think would be a spoiler in the movie is uh i don't think there was ever mortal combat and the, yes. <laughs> they and never the have the combat. tournament exactly that's what i'm saying that they could have expanded on the stuff they could have shaved down a bit is you know this character that's development I mean. get into okay, that thank don't be you. afraid to uh Get into the plots of the movie. Character arcs to nowhere? Exactly. We have these characters. You know, I don't need that. I really don't need it. What I needed was Mortal Kombat with a K. (laughs) All right? Yeah, because, like, one theme of the movie was that they kept building towards the fact that, okay, there is this thing called Mortal Kombat that humanity it fights in with other worlds where it's like uh, the fate of the world rests on who wins this tournament. But... You get to all the way to the end of the movie, and they never even have the tournament. Or technically, they did. <laughs> they they shoehorn one character says we're basically going to make our own tournament because the they want to fight. We'll fight. What what I, I didn't we'll get? Yeah, in, in the movie was like so. The whole plan of the movie is there's the, the basically we'll just call it the bad realm, and then there's Earth. So I, I again already the rules make no sense, but like so like Earth has lost the last nine Mortal Combats, and if you lose the tenth in yeah ten in a row or something, the it gets, bad guys it's like a punch card that they give you. Yeah, you lose ten. Then the bad guys get to take over an Earth Realm too, you know. and like enslave everybody. But so that's again something that you'd like they mention in the movie, but you'd really only know if kind you of gloss the games. over. Yeah, it. yeah. This is a kind of like a huge plot point. Like if you guys lose this, all of humanity's enslaved. But no then, big deal. And then there's Earth like fighters that they're trying to gather, but then also the fighters for the other like the bad realm, who they would be fighting in the tournament. They make it their mission to seek them out before the tournament and essentially kill them. So Earth would have to just, you know, 
<laughs> like they would have to basically be like, we don't have any fighters. We already have to like, yeah, you know, the, just the, say we lose the tournament. The plot of the movie is basically the main bad guy realizing like, if I kill all the competitors before the game starts. Then I guess I win by default. It oddly like, reminded that's... me of last week's episode where we talked about cheating. <laughs> yes, yeah. He, yeah, he's basically the bud ceiling of, um, of, 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 the, uh, uh, of Mortal Kombat, I guess. The... That is definitely the a good... Ceiling. You'll sweep it under the rug. That's a good, like, comparison considering that they don't do a good job of just, like, explaining who this guy is because... From what you gather from the movie, too, this guy also, like, created the tournament and runs the tournament and is breaking the own rules that he set for the tournament to kill people who he would already have to kill in the tournament before it, just to be like, Feels I'll just like skip it. like he could it. just take over Earth, just because. I, I don't even know what the tournament is for. It's just, you know, just fun. Yeah, you have an just army fun. of literal monster people. <laughs> Like, they eat people, and some of them have wings, and some, like, there's a general, and then there's Goro, who's a prince with four arms. None of it, the movie, none of it makes sense. It's totally bonkers, and which is kind of funny to me is I've seen all these reviews being like, finally a good video game movie, and this takes... Like this, this really. It's I don't been know a long people, pandemic. Yeah, I think people are just so starved with the pandemic. They're like, "Here's a great movie. I'll take <laughs> and anything." <it's>, and <laughs> at least, at least for me, like, go. I was more so. I feel like hyped for this movie than like anybody reasonably should. I was so excited for this movie just because I wanted to see like video game characters I'm used to just fighting. And I guess my only problem with the movie is that it was like. I needed more of it. It was only an hour and 50 minutes long. And like with Melissa saying, you could have cut out so much from the first part of the movie, all the character set up, all that. Like it never really got anywhere. And then like they have a character switch sides, but like you never really feel that that character is on the good side anyway. Like they never do a good job of like character bonding. And it's like, oh, this is a big betrayal moment. Like, no, he kind of was always like he a was dick. offered money. And then the other side offered him more money. <laughs> and <laughs> and he's was like, like, yeah. Sh- yeah, That's totally makes sense in a possibly world-ending Right, for real. We're going to take tournament. over Earth, and, you know, money will become meaningless, but, you know, yeah. here's more money. But, like, yeah, as it also, they, they set it up as if they're going to make, like, ten more of these movies, which I wouldn't even be upset about, but, like, their first movie kind of forgot to set all that up, because, again, the whole movie is referencing, it's all building towards a tournament, and the tournament never happens. It just ends with them. The whole movie was them assembling all their Earthrealm fighters, and then the movie ends with them being like, "Okay, now we need to assemble the rest of the Earthrealm Who fighters." I think had like a solid decade or so, or a generation to prepare for this tournament, and they're literally y- yes. Can I ask one question? Yes, you can absolutely. Ask any question? Is there any actors that we know in this, or are these all just? Or this is lot. I mean, these are real actors. This is not a. Uh, no, it's a live action. There's. But are there anybody that like this? I, we were like trying. A Robert Downey Jr. that's going to yeah. take off. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, 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 not at all. Marvel or DC things. No, the, 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 no. the guy who plays the bad guy possible MC of the uh, Mortal Kombat, uh-huh. he is uh, a Chinese character actor that you would know if you saw him in a Like, if you saw him in a movie, you're like, I know that guy, I just don't know his name. Like, like that's and that's the level of fame that we're talking about. There's obviously some people in here like every fighting movie that were picked for their ability to do martial arts. And the few 
I want to stress this. The few fights that we get right. are pretty solid when it's not like, here's a guy obviously punching at, like, a guy in a green sock, you know, because it's a green screen situation. But, like, the, the, the when you have two actors that are fighting each other, it it's, looks pretty competent. But, yeah, there's no... The, the, there's no problem with the fight scenes or choreography or anything. That's more the fact that, like, they didn't have enough until the second half of the movie... And then again, it's like they're fighting these tournament-style fights that were supposed to be in the tournament. But these are all like these precursor fights right. before. We get no it. tournament. And then at the end, like, you know, basically, all, nobody, I'm going to say, is like dead or defeated. But they are like, okay, the other, the outworld, like, which is the evil realm. They're like kind of, they try to kill all the earth realm fighters and it doesn't work. But so then they're all kind of destroyed by the end of it. So if they were to have the tournament tomorrow... They would have to like you know just give up, be like, oh, all of our fighters died. The whole the whole thing would is like basically. So if it's like let's say the Monday before Super Bowl Sunday, the opposing team's like, well, we could just kill everybody on the other team, and then we'll win the Super Bowl, and that's the the entire mentality of the movie. And then and, it's like the movie ends with them on like a Thursday night. So like the this, this Super Bowl still isn't happening yet. You're still a few days away and it ends with the team that it tried to kill everybody ended up all dying. Go so now Hollywood. So now they only have a few days to get fighters ready for this tournament that again never happens. Yeah, that could yeah. still theoretically happen like the B squad can come out and play them. It just it was so I don't know. I I my highest take of it is I liked the uh stupid 1994 Mortal Kombat movie more than this one. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, that's my that's my hot take because at least in that one they set up the the fight, they have it. You you see it kind of like you have the fun like them fighting lesser fighters and building up to the point there's like a build where this one it's like they try and do a centuries old story that makes no sense at all. I I, I didn't get at any of it, and I had no real connection to any of the characters. Yeah, I feel all. like one thing they did too, especially, was they always had they had like this character named like I think it's like Shang Sun or something like that, or I could be like wrong, but he's essentially this. You see him in statues throughout the movie all the time. He's the guy who like runs runs the tournament, even though there is like the leader of the the evil squad, we should say, kind of also runs the tournament. <laughs> but there's this one bad dude they have but like again they never say his name he's only there in statues they never show him in the movie and only if you play the video games would you recognize oh this is the dude who like runs it all but they never like bring it up and like there's a point in the movie where our character fights this guy goro like our character being like this guy cole who they created for the movies not like in the games and this character goro people know is just a dude with four arms and he is beating up our character until, like, our character's wife gets an axe and, like, hits him in the side with it. And it really, really messes Goro up, like, really cuts him up. And then it kind of leads to the bigger thing of, like, if you didn't have this tournament fight to the death, and if Outworld, like, kind of just invaded Earth, like, what their plan is, they would just be powerless to guns. Because, like, this one, this, this character's wife, she hits him with an axe, almost kills him, then hits him with a car, again, almost kills him. So it's, like, two things that we have, you know, invented 
could easily destroy these like you know centuries old combat and like you know like like the way they set up goro is like he's the big bad like if you fight him and you like live that's crazy easily destroyed by a car by a soccer mom yeah and that was like she had to have some powers her and her daughter because they were frozen like completely and then just a little bit of fire and it's like oh it's cool it's cool. Oh. Yeah, because that, that's the inconsistencies I'll say, is that one character's family gets frozen, and they're just told that they're dead. So they're dead. But then another character's family gets frozen, and then you can just unfreeze them, and they're alive. And it's fine. But it's, like, just the inconsistencies in that. But, like, if it got to the core... It's a big plot point. Plot if, hole right there. If it got to the core of what the movie was, like, I thought it was going to be about, which is, like, okay, you establish the characters, whatever, they have their reasons for being there, they find out one way or another that they are destined to fight in this tournament. But then you actually have the tournament. And you actually you know, would go from there and have them all get teleported to this world and you set up the stakes better and you show that that would be so much... Like, I guess my problem with the movie is I wish there was, like, more of it. Which I guess is, like, a good complaint, but also it's, like, this movie seemed as if you were watching episode one of a series. Like, it was a good starting off point, but the whole movie's even title is in reference to something that you never even show. And that's, like, my biggest complaint. Is yeah. I, you should have shown the thing that you were marketing the movie for. And robot well, arms should be built, not, uh... <laughs> yeah, each character has their own superpower, and this one dude loses his arms, gets robot arms that are terrible, and his superpower is that he can grow better, stronger robot arms. Robot arms, arms yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, I, I think the how, whole, the whole thing with the movie is they they try to i guess ground it maybe and when the when the yeah no and you, you just you don't want that i don't want to see like what a an axe Realistic. or a car could possibly do to goro when the scary thing is okay so it's a big guy with forearm it's just not that interesting you know it, you take away all the power of these people uh when you're not engaging in Mortal combat with a K uh, uh, against That's them. Important. The it's, it is important. I, I, I have to the say. All right. So, the one point I have to make: there is a scene where they're like an expedition dump, where they're explaining everything about thousands of years of Mortal combat history in in about two seconds, and it's all up on like a wall that you see in like a serial killer movie or from. Uh, uh, it's always sunny when Charlie's in front of the wall with all like the red ribbon, uh, red, Sylvia. red, yeah, yeah, the the red string connecting pictures and stuff like that. And this woman basically says that there are other realms, aliens exist, Earth has human fighters that all bear these tattoos. Oh, and it's all for something called Mortal Combat, and you see it like on. Like a wall with a, blood, right? A wall with blood, like also like hieroglyphicsy. So I guess at some point they speak English in this ancient language and time. They write Mortal Combat, but they just spell it with a K. And all of that is dropped. It's like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's uh-huh. it. You know, like there's no reaction to the fact that oh, so basically aliens exist. We're not alone in the world, and you have to fight them periodically, or else they'll take over. Well, you know, and if they... you're a conspiracy theorist, it's, you know, nothing new. And nothing this, new. The, this character learns all of this through 
the in army seven months. I yeah, in seven says. months, she learns all of this, and the army is sent to Brazil to deal with this guy that's fighting people. Which, I mean, say what you will about our army, we don't normally send them to friendly countries to go fight a guy who's just fighting people. <laughs> like that's not. And also, what we've like done this recently. dude, they're like, like uh, just to add on, I guess, to what you're saying too, in the sense of like. She, the girl that like is finding all this out is like Sonya Blade, and like there's so much in this movie again that it's like they don't help you out at all if you don't play the video games because like all right, Sonya Blade, she's the only one of the characters that you meet that doesn't have the dragon like tattoo. So basically, she's not one of Earthrealm's fighters, but she, in what she says, the course of seven months, discovers as she, in her own words alien races that we've never seen before so she already undercovers aliens she again finds like hieroglyphs of things from hundreds of thousands of years ago that are spelled in plain english just mortal Kombat. and she gets all that like you said she has like a serial killer tracking down board of like everything that she's learned in the past seven months which was basically everything that anybody's ever known about mortal Kombat. and then within the same second there's a character who attacks them, and then everything is burnt up and destroyed. But then she She's immediately... like, don't worry, we're safe here. Then she immediately meets another character who's like, don't worry, I've known all of that. And, like, so all the information it's you're cool. trying to feed the audience, I know and can tell you all. And there's, like, so they go to, like, this place, like, Raiden's Temple, who's a character in the game who's in the movie. But he has all of these artifacts that like even one character they make a joke tries to steal one of them it's funny but there are all these artifacts they're clearly setting up for other movies because they're all different fighters from other games like there's a character Molina who has like a fan full of knives that's just sitting there in the background but she's also an evil character from another world in the games but why does that like on earth because nothing in this movie actually matters and they no it Which... would have been great if they were if it was like Listen, nobody watches Mortal Kombat for the plot or the world building, except Just for maybe cut it us. Out. But yeah. they 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 didn't do anything really correct in this one. It was like just was, get to the tournament, but they didn't have the tournament. Yeah. Don't try to explain this ridiculous world that exists. Just like, oh shit, it's a you video end up, game. Yeah, you end up here and now you have to fight. Yeah, it was That's very, it. It was very half-hearted because they part of the movie they were like, you're not gonna care about this because you just want to see the fighting. So we'll get to the fighting. But then other parts of the movie like, well, you do kind of need to know all this, but they didn't explain the right things properly. Like how do they know that Earth has lost the past nine? And how come these people can invade Earth even if they need to wait for the tenth loss in a row to invade Earth? How can people... How is the guy who created the tournament and set forth the rules then going about to break them? Just break the rules then anyway or not make the rules if these are your rules of your tournament <laughs> and the that movie, you created. And the movie begins with them breaking the rules... 400 years ago so i don't know what happened in yeah, the other cause they, i don't yeah they do a thing where it's like okay even anybody who even plays the games like barely knows that it, it goes like scorpion and sub-zero always have like a, a feud but again you need to play the games to understand that because there's like a thing where this character who becomes scorpion his family gets attacked by sub-zero he froze his family yes for no reason because they speak different languages that's it they make a point to say oh well i'm speaking japanese you're speaking chinese i can't understand what you're saying but they never like set up that they're rival like clans or that they're fighting or why they're fighting and if he's from another dimension 
theoretically, how, why is he speaking Mandarin Chinese? Yes. I don't, I don't, it, it makes no sense. So I feel like, especially, because they're clearly, the guy who played Sub-Zero signed on, and I, this, I found this out this morning, signed on to do four sequels of this movie on the stipulation that it takes off and that they can make four sequels. So they just need to forego the storytelling aspect of it because they weren't really good at it at all. Just forego all the exposition dump that you're trying Cut to do because it never worked. Yeah, and then just be like, okay, there's a tournament, and people, if you have the dragon tattoo thing, you are destined to fight in the tournament. You can't. There's no way like out of it. And then just that's it. If you if you lose, humanity's enslaved. I get all of the information that I need to know. Just don't try to give me because you set it up again that this movie seemed like it was a precursor to an actual first movie. Yeah. Because you never actually see any of the things that they build this movie pay off. And it's not a bad movie at all. It does the fights really well. It does all the characters justice. All of their, uh, like, you know, superhuman abilities aren't, like, shown in a stupid way. The fights that they get are really good. And it is really, like, gory, which, if you ever play Mortal Kombat, it's always trying to push, like, the rating on how gory can it be and how so it's like you already got the setup and you didn't do with any of your exposition any of a favor to any like non fans of the game because if you you'll know in, nothing if you went yes. into this knowing nothing before you still know you've nothing. learned you've learned nothing <laughs> yeah. and you basically have more questions yeah, yeah. Uh, really than, than, than that the movie won't Just answer don't for retain you. the knowledge from watching it you will get no answers to any questions you have just further questions and as of this afternoon less than 24 hours of its release it's already made and this is in pandemic bucks 10 million dollars so i mean i know that doesn't seem like a lot but we're talking less than 24 hours that's what the does the it box say what office. the budget of the movie was too? Because also, if it had a relatively I mean, compared to the budget, well, uh, you're saying box office people going to the movies to watch this. I think they're counting now um, streaming. Streaming, I think, but I don't know how they'd be able to calculate it with. Um, oh, I just went up to nineteen point four million dollars. So wow, nine point four million. You know, it's, I, I refreshed. So I guess um, your reviews have helped get people to go see. Yes, yeah, we're, <laughs> they we're, heard we're this in real time. It's not even out yet. Senior, so. The budget was ninety five right? million dollars, which is actually a pretty substantial budget. Which I'll say this: I didn't see that. On the screen, the ninety-five million. Yeah, they. I mean, if ninety-five million went into all the stunt coordinate, like again, the fighting was great, but there is there was an issue that I don't know if you brought up on the podcast yet, but this is like one of the last like points I would say about the movie is when you're gonna do a movie that you're trying to as they build it. This is not saying it. They kept trying to say that we wanted to push what is rated R, considered rated R, like a rating. I would say I've seen movies come out 10 years, 15 years before this that were way more gory and way more, you know, crazy, which is fine. I didn't need it to be that way, but there's something I mean, that takes away. it's Mortal Kombat. Yeah, like, I mean, Other that is movies, true. no, but it's Mortal Kombat. I didn't see how they the, could push for an R. Yeah. Like, it did not feel like an R-rated movie. If me. you are going to do Should've. a movie that has all of that gore in it, in it they, Don't CGI the blood. That's the thing. They went way too heavy with CGI blood, and not a single like kill yeah. looked like a real. And I feel like that's part of it is like the realism of it. If you're gonna build this as like this is gonna push the boundaries of what rated R movies can do. Don't make every kill seem extremely cheesy. I'm not saying I need to see this, like, super crazy, but, like, 
it you were watching some of these kills and it just looked like you see the guy fall down and then CGI blood just squirts yeah. out. It's like it ne- it took me out of it the CGI. And and in in doing the research for this episode, a lot of the press packages were like this is the most realistic. Like like, like there's this whole article that was definitely put out there for clickbait. It was like one actor threw up on the set and seeing what it's like at what <laughs> at what he had they, some bad like, food like, that day. Did he not realize that a it was all fake and b like, literally, I can't think of what that kill would have been because everything is just like, all right, we'll just do it in post-production. We'll add CG. Like, n- not one drop of blood looked real in that. Not one... Not what It looked like, okay, they cut to a moment in the video game and they put yeah. it on the screen. Which, like, I was ready, knowing, like, what I knew about the movie beforehand, I was ready to have a scene where I was like, oh, I feel uncomfortable with how crazy the fatalities <laughs> yeah. are. Because yeah. in playing the video games, they had way worse, way more gory, even way more realistically looking gore in the video game. That's so this was, like, saying. a way toned in, down. In 1993. Well, yes, but even like the the iterations now that come out just to make crazy fatalities. And I guess the one thing that was kind of funny is how they would always add in the video game aspect of like when they'd kill somebody, all of the characters for no reason would say fatality or like flawless. Yeah, they would say like flawless flawless victory. victory. Like they would just say these things. And I'm like, you only would say that if you knew that you're a video game, you know? So it's like in your... Own they universe. were a real meta with it. Yeah. yeah, and a person who says that after literally turning his hat into a saw and cutting a half woman, half bat in half. <laughs> yes. If what you say, being just a person after that is flawless victory, you're a psychopath. Yeah. Like there's no. <laughs> but he's the good guy. He's the good guy. Like yeah, no, I yeah. I could go on for literally hours about this. Yeah. And I'm very and glad that you won't. So yeah. thank you very much, <laughs> everyone. <laughs> Uh, but there's we're more done here. for today. That's great. Uh, that segment was uh, crap with a C. Uh, <laughs> and I would, uh, speaking of things that were billed as something and got something completely different, Dad, this is the draft episode. This is the draft episode. So we're still the, in the draft what? episode. After that, the Mortal Kombat of. Uh, I hope most, if not all, of that is deleted. Uh, <laughs> I, I just but as we we actually weren't recording. Is something you want to add, Zach? I just, I, knowing that this was the draft episode, I felt that it was on me to do uh, some heavy lifting like we did last time. Right. And uh, I... I think you've done enough damage. I, I, with with, uh, Melissa and Michael, uh, they're with me now uh, on this one. We we did a little homework for the draft. Of course. Ourselves. Uh, So I'll just be like... You know, kind of peppering myself in as, as we go. Yeah, it's pepper. real. Yeah, it's, I hope that you don't. It's grounded um, stuff. Yeah, it's not a really, lot of pepper. <laughs> it's, <laughs> just call me Barry because I'm bringing the pepper, baby. Yeah, the pepper. I got pepper and I got you. How about this? You go get the salt while we do the right. NFL draft. Right. Thank you. Right. So, well, uh, I, but I've got it here. I'll bring Thank my It is my knowledge. favorite time, though, when you can bring in my, my two things I love. I love college football. Mm-hmm. And when you can bring that in now, to people who don't really watch a lot of college football, but all of a sudden become experts, it mm-hmm. seems like. You know, mm-hmm. like, like, we need this, we have to get this guy. Like, I watch college football, I don't know every, I mean, I'm no Mel Kuyper, those guys, you know, all the greats that do you're it. better. But <clears throat> if you're going to like your team, you got to kind of have a little knowledge. But I like it that you can just, you watch players and go, well, that guy would be good for this team, or I think that guy, now, basically, you look at skilled players more than you do 
offensive linemen and things like that. That you have to do research on because when you're watching a play, you know, the camera is only basically on the quarterback, the wide receivers, or the running. But you can kind of get a judgment of what these guys can do and what teams need. And I tried to go through some of what teams needed or you do a lot of research. I don't know. I We usually do pretty well, Stephen, when we did them together. We get you know maybe twelve, thirteen picks, right? Or trade, but you can't predict. And this, I, predict I think, it. this draft is going to be trade crazy for a couple of reasons. One, a lot of these guys weren't seen; they didn't have the combine this year. That was a big thing. They didn't get the interviews. They can do the Zoom interviews, but they like to do the in person, right. the the whole whiteboard thing, and mm-hmm. they write a play and see. Right. But I think this is going to be a lot of movement here. But we're not doing. Trades. No, this is so. Like I said at the at the start of this, which now feels like days ago, but right? Th- it's still uh, Saturday, April twenty fourth. It is. We're well past noon at this point. Um, so yeah, this mock draft will be dead as of the thirty two picks. Right. Uh, as of this point in time, including the Chiefs as what Ravens, you can see including trade. the Chiefs Ravens trade last night. So, right. Jumping into it, Dad. Who do you see the Jag? I mean, you know, some of this we believe is no real drama here. I think here. the first three who, picks, who are the Jaguars going to take at number one? They're going to. They've been all year long. It's been Trevor Lawrence, quarterback of Clemson. This guy is like the, the new word they like to use now for players, rather than they're good or they're great generational talent. That's but we the hear word. the generational talent like every draft. We, we feel do, like, right? They're all generational talents, but this guy can do it all. He's big. He's strong. He's got the arm. He can make all the throws. You know, I, I think what it is with every quarterback, you can dissect and, and, and look at, well, he's not this good at this certain throw, or sometimes he may, even he did an interview and said he doesn't have a chip on his shoulder, and people right, were all right. over him for that. But this kid has been good since he's been like right. eight years old. Yeah. He's been the number one quarterback everywhere. He's been in high school. Yeah. And when in college, he beat out play. So how is he? He doesn't have to have a chip on his right. shoulder to love the game. You don't have to be Tom Brady. Right. So this guy, if Jacksonville does enough, you know, to get people right. around him, get better, this guy's going to be a solid generational talent. I'll yep. do that for ten. So th- that's years. sort of been though, uh, you know, even before the season, absolutely, he was the the consensus number one. The, so nothing you've seen at this point, and obviously this is what's been expected. But there are some quarterbacks that have shot up. Nobody is expected at this point. That I've overtaken him, correct? No. It's 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 there's no drama going if into. If you go by a couple of people, like I love Chris Sims. I yep. think he's unbelievable. Yeah, he's he would take who I'm going second to the Jets, Zach Perfect. Wilson first, because he thinks right he can do the he he's Mahomes like yes. he feels. Yes. Which that's great too. Big expectations to live up to. Right. But if he can come through with that, the Jets finally have their quarterback. They let Darnold go to you know, Carolina just right. a couple of weeks ago. I, I didn't see, I have to be honest with you, I didn't see a lot of, you know, the BYU, BYU games. Yes. The one game I did see a little bit against Co- uh, Coastal Carolina, they did lose the game. Right. But he can make the throws. Right. He can do it all. But it all also goes to what you put around them, the talent that's there. I think Darnold got kind of screwed, if you want to say it in some ways, because there was no talent on the right. They added some offensive line, you know, help for him, but... You have to get wide receivers, and we'll we'll talk about the Jets. Uh, well, so right, so the down. Jaguars number one, Trevor no Lawrence, question, no Trevor doubt. Lawrence, and now at number two, the Jets. You alluded to it, but you have them taking Zach Wilson, BYU. I think it's a given. 
This was a surprise to me when the 49ers traded up this high. So just real quick, before you move on with the Jets okay. thing again, right? So it's two quarterbacks. Two quarterbacks. Right? And then now, now, again, there's really no suspense there. No. It's a, it's, These this first is three picks have been talked about forever. So now number three, are you as sure at number three as you were at one and two? Yes. Okay. I'm sure of, of Matt Jones, have, Matt uh, Jones, quarterback of Alabama, going number three. I, I know they uh, San Francisco just went to see the the pro days of Trey Lance and and there's talk in the draft room that they may sure. go Lance, but if you're going to give up this much as they did, they gave up a lot, you know, first rounders in the next couple right. of years, picks and everything. To me, I wouldn't do it this high, Mac, Mac Jones. Jones. I, I wouldn't go this high because I think you've already got a Mac Jones type in Garoppolo in some way. Agreed. For me. If I were picking third, right, and I want to throw this off you, yeah. if you were picking third, right, I would personally go with Lance. I think his upside is higher, and if you trade right. it up, right. Lance, Fields, I think Jones is a safer pick at three, right. maybe, but I see a much higher ceiling on Fields, a much higher ceiling on Lance. Do you see that as well? Well, the thing that I look at with Jones is Alabama's offense is so good. Exactly. Those guys are sometimes... Why exactly? Because if you look, like they have the Heisman Trophy winner, Devontae Smith. Yes. Right? They have Waddle, another yep. great wide receiver from Alabama. They just seem to, they could, they, they had Najee Harris as running back. They could run, they could throw the ball, they can play right. action, they can do everything. Now, this guy can do it. He can make the throws. I'm sure. not saying it, but. Yeah, this is nothing. My, my, it's nothing it's to no knock on him. I'm just surprised. I thought he, now, San Francisco was drafting. Lower, and they were probably thinking he's going to be going the way quarterbacks are going. But you know what? He's an Alabama quarterback. He's they all look good in college. How that's going to translate? But I just think if you got Garoppolo, and you think this guy's going to come in and start over him, or you're going to trade up that high? Obviously, you're going to think you're going to start this guy. You're not going to give up everything to get. This guy Shanahan is as good of an offensive mind in football, so I do I do want to give him deference on this pick, but. Again, if you had the third pick, would it be Jones or would you take someone like Fields or well, or, it, or Lance? It depends on who's got the third pick at the time. You know what I mean? Like, well, if it, you were the if you were the Niners, if and I you was the Niners, a quarterback, would it be Mac Jones? I wouldn't feel I would have needed a quarterback. You I would have given you Garoppolo would feel even okay. right. And so I you wouldn't have traded up in the first place. I think maybe you can look even later on or not have to go up to three to get the guy. I think quarterbacks, everybody loves them, but. They know better than I do, I guess. God, I, I just wouldn't so be. Before so, we move on to the, because that was like your third pick, would you then, in the situation they're in, would you trade Garoppolo if it seems that they traded up to get this guy? Well, because they, they tra- may either try to trade him, they may cut him. It depends on, you, you know, would- what other things break during. Like, if, if a certain team can't trade up to get a quarterback and Garoppolo is there, right? you know, for the 49ers to say, okay, we need draft picks for future years. Maybe certain teams will do it, but until this breaks out, if certain teams don't get their quarterbacks, then maybe he's there because uh, you know Teddy Bridgewater is available too from Carolina. Now right. they've got Darno, and there's talk that you know the Broncos may, if if they don't get it the way my board is breaking, they are going to get a quarterback. But that's just a little spoiler. Wow, alert. that is a big one. That is a spoiler alert. But but I'm not doing trades. See, so to me, right. the draft really starts. And I don't mean to cut ahead. No, 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 no. At number four, this is the this is the this, this is really is, where it begins. So this in is summary, basically in summary, you have Lawrence, Wilson, Jones, three quarterbacks going one, two, right. three out the box. So right now, the Falcons have the opportunity to either 
draft a quarterback. The yeah. Falcons are four, right? They're Just four, right? So they either have the option to draft a quarterback, draft, you know, or or decide they're going to trade down. Somebody mm-hmm. might want to come up and say, geez, three are gone already, which they pretty much already know. So now right. there's number four. So we can trade down. So this is where it gets interesting. This, to me, is very interesting. I have the Falcons staying here mm-hmm. and drafting Kyle Pitts, the tight end from Florida. Whoa. So I, this guy can do yes. another generational talent. He's yes. tall. He can make every Until catch. next year, the next generation. Until the next generation. Just, just, yeah. yeah, just I'm, I'm going to let you finish. Yeah, go ahead. But I'm, he- I'm hearing generational talent right. a lot. That's the big uh, we phrase. Are, we are here for the draft. I told you I did homework. Okay. Guys, we're going to do our Earth Fighters draft. Okay, we're going to discuss uh, fighters from Mortal Kombat. I will uh, jump in, and I'd like you to move on to I, Dad's pick at fourth and fourth. Okay, we're, we're moving okay. in. It's Scorpion. Scorpion, guys. He is a ninja. He is uh, uh, of the proud uh, Hanzo clan. We learned generational talent. Generational we learned. All right, we yes. learned that there is generations of the Hanzos that have re- represented the Earth realm. And guys, in the movie... Scorpion's our hero. All right, that's it. That's first pick. I'm coming out the gate with that. Hot take. I'm coming out hot, and I might come in again. You don't know what's going to happen. And we really hope that you don't. I've got my paperwork here. Excellent. Thank Thank you for nothing as usual. Dad, so moving on then to number five. Five. You have the Bengals. They took Joe Burrow first overall. Do they they get some talent around him on offense? They're definitely going to go offense. Now, a lot of people are saying they're going to go with offensive lineman Penny Sewell of Oregon. He's, this guy is a great, great so player. So protect but, the asset over skill right, set. Right, but I've got them drafting, which I think is even the best wide receiver. He didn't play this past year because he sat out with the COVID uh-huh. and everything. Uh-huh. He's Jamar Chase, wide receiver LSU, who was Burroughs' wow. teammate wow. at LSU in 2019. Right. And I, I think that's – look, if you're going to have this guy, I know you. I think you can still get offensive linemen. Second round to protect him. Yes. But this wide receiver, he can do it all. He could do the whole route tree, as they say. He could play. He can. He's just. You have him over ten. both the Alabama. Is it specifically the LSU connection? Uh, no, I just. Or is it overall talent? You see him better. Look, than, they're all great. Yes, of there's course. no question about it. But of course. to me, I watched some film on on you know on yes. the shows you watch, and you just see the guy. He's tall. He can make. He's quick. He can make the all the plays. He's great hands. He can run the routes. And plus, it does help a little bit that he played with Burrow and yes. they know each other. And hopefully, there's the history that they have that he can continue that what they have. Now, you have to protect Burrow. Don't get me wrong. Right. 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 If they go offensive lineman, I wouldn't be shocked here. But I think this is one of the guys that you just have to. But it's no doubt offense, the Bengals. So if it's not receiver offense. here, you think it's offensive if, line. If it's not, it, then they'll either go offensive line or receiver. Got it. Qu- no question about it here. I see no Melissa question. nodding in agreement with She's that. She's a pick. big uh, She's Joe big Burrow the, fan. I, Melissa I know is that. in the Burrow high. I think it's also I'm left up to. She was probably also nodding along with Zach's pick for Scorpion. No, we can uh, uh, Right, with the Scorpion. I, I, and I, Melissa. I don't know. I'm more of a Sub Zero kind of girl. Whoa. Already. Already top Whoa. Whoa. Melissa, we're talking about Earth Realm fighters here. I know I we're love talking the spice. about spice. I love what you're bringing in. Again, guys, go get the salt. Uh, Dad. So we're number six We're now. at number six, With the Miami work. Dolphins. This was a trade for the pick. This was a trade the for Dolphins the pick. The Dolphins also took a, number, a quarterback number one last year. Do you yes. have them going offense here? I do have them going offensive here, and I have them going with Devonta Smith, the Heisman Trophy winner, wide receiver from Alabama. Interesting. I think this is good because it's also another connection now too exactly. with Tua. But you, if you're going to have Tua be your quarterback, yep. 
you've got to get the guy yes. playmakers. Now, this guy can do it all. He's a little undersized. He's, what, like six foot? Can, can, I, ask you, can I ask you about that? He's yes. only 166 pounds. 166 Is that pounds. concerning to play receiver at this level? Have you, know, you heard that concern? I, I just see that metric. Is that, is that what something? What they're going to do with him is they're going to move him around. Yeah. They're not going to let him be lined up. One, you know, They're going to move him a lot, do jet sweeps with this guy, yeah. find spots for him to, to do. He's not just going to – if you got a big corner – He's going to have trouble because there's a lot right. of talented big corners. But they're going to do – they've seen what he could do with Alabama, moving him around, constantly going from, you know, in motion and things. So it would be tough for him. He could go the slot if he has to. So I could see he's he's too good not to pick. And I think the connection between the two, you know, between Tua and and uh, and Devonta will, will be a good good. And just one more, one more question on this pick, Dad. So – right. Is part of your assessment of Chase that he's a better physical specimen? Does to that me, does that yeah. value into your evaluation? To me, uh, and plus there's that. Plus there's also the little connection. Yes. Now, I'm assuming that they were buddies and they were good right. friends. That now it could be where you know Burrow goes. I never really like you know. You never know. No. But I don't think like, if they draft him, he's going to be upset. That Burrow's going to be upset. I don't think two is going to be upset either because I. They're creative the way they used them in college. They could use them here the same way. I don't think there's going to be an issue with him one bit. I think we've got – that's a good pick for me going to the right. Dolphins. I like that pick for them. I really do. Zach, are you going to add anything useful or – I Well, actually, yeah, I think this ties uh, – Well, he's right. a big Alabama fan. Yeah, he's a huge Alabama, Alabama fan. Alabama. But we're talking uh, – we're talking about offense here, we power, power players here. Also, people who uh, – I guess weight is an issue, size, explosivity is, is an issue that we're talking about here. So my number two for the Earth Realm is Kung Lao, ladies and gentlemen. Kung oh. Lao of the White Lotus Society. Kung Lao, again, a more diminutive man. He's not a big guy. Oh. He's not a huge guy, but he uses a razor-rimmed hat to decapitate his enemies. Guys, Kung Lao coming out big. I wish I had that hat right now to decapitate you, <laughs> yeah, Melissa. Right. Do you have any point? Do you have any, anything you, you can want to add to that? Any, Potentially, any I would. Any, I would prefer you mention things on the draft. But if you would like to respond to Zach, go ahead. Well, you know, it, it's uh, all I know is the draft. I bleed um, uh, whatever colors the draft is. I don't know. It's all colors. You bleed blue. There you go, Giants blue. And that actually ties in because the next. Pick is also a team with blue in their uniform. The Detroit Lions, that at seven. Now, this is another Lions. team that I think might trade. Right. So this that, is, that, this that is that a, I don't yes. think they may want it unless they get a great offer yeah. here. And yeah, I, yeah. there's a lot of talk the Patriots want to move Right, up. right, right. But the way my board breaks, I know they lost receivers, the whole thing, Detroit. But to me, I'm going uh, Mika Parsons, a linebacker from Penn State. And one of the reasons why I'm doing this is this guy can do it all. He can mm-hmm. cover you know, backs. He he can play this. He could play anywhere you want to put this guy. He's an edge rusher. He he's quick to to run down people. And Chris Spielman is one of the GMs now yes. of the, of the yes. line. He's going to look at this guy. This guy on film and go, I love this guy. Right. I could see them easily taking this guy. You could go a number of different ways. Some people have said quarterback even here. Right. But this is a spot where they did move on from Matthew Stafford and right. Jared Goff is coming. They in. got Goff. And they New could coach. Say, Look, we need a wide receiver. We want to help him out a little bit. They, you know, but to me, when you look at this guy, 
He's versatile. He could do it all. Side, you know, the same things they always say. Could play side to side, but he can cover. You know, tight. You ends. said he can also do the edge rush as he well. He can edge rush. This guy is, is. But does he have a hat that he can throw to decapitate someone? <laughs> well, is that, that, is that allowed question. in football, Dad? No, that is okay. not. Okay. That is is not that what headhunting was? Is, is that mean, what that was? Well, that's why they had to get rid of baseball it. when they throw. Oh, the I gotta say one I'm thing. I love is ignorance. all the animal names that they have here on these teams. Well, you'll like right? number well, lions, like, the dolphins. I, I, yes, you will like number eight as well. There we go. Yes, here you go. Zach, please don't say anything. Dad, uh, number eight, Carolina Panthers. Who do you have? I'm going Penny offensive tackle. Oregon. Can you repeat that? You were cut off right. a little bit by. I'm Melissa. gonna go uh, Penny Sewell, offensive tackle from Oregon. This Any guy, relation to Penny Alavatka? No. Okay. No, he's not. No, you've just made. But I think he likes to eat it. I think that's one of the things they found out about him. Now, this is the one that I said that maybe the Bengals would have right. picked at first. You know, Oregon guy, tough. This guy's got he's good foot speed. He can do all the things you have to do. He can run block, pass block. Right. Can always find flaws of certain things about this guy. But Carolina needs offensive linemen. This is one of the highest-rated offensive linemen on the board. The fact that he fell to them. Now, they could also go quarterback here. That's what I was just going to ask They could you. also go quarterback here. But I think if you're going to make the deal for Darnell, you got to surround the guy with talent and see what he can do. If you give him some time to throw the football, get to his receivers, do the things that he was supposed to do in New York, if you're going to bring him in, you can't get in the same offensive line that he had basically in New York. He didn't have much time to right. throw. They weren't that talented. See what he could do. He's only, what, 23 years old, Darnold? And if you're going to bring him so in... Do you see Darnold as as somebody that can be salvaged? Do you, do you have any faith in Darnold? Yeah, I do. My, I think do Matt Rule is a be. good offensive... Yeah. He's, he's a really good offensive-minded uh, coach. Though he's a t- he has a tough team. I think he's going to be tough with them. Yeah. There's no question. But if you're going to bring this guy in, let's see what he's got. Yeah, you know what I mean. You don't make the deal for him and go, well, he's just a one-year guy. That don't make the deal and then draft a quarterback maybe if it falls or try to move up a little bit. But if you're sure. gonna bring him in, get offensive line right. help. Yeah, help him out. See what you can do. You know, ter- you're saying that Teddy Bridgewater may go, so you're not sold on. I mean, you gave him like he's. I think he makes like thirty million this year, Teddy Bridgewater. Yes, as a huge you know contract. So let him go. Bring in Darnold. You have him. Get him, you know, help around them, but start with the offensive line. Yes, because that's what he did. definitely didn't have that. He in New didn't York. have that in New York. He, he didn't have it with the. And plus, there's the pressure of playing in New York too. Now you're in Carolina; it's a little different. No, but you get him in, and I think I it'll... do have one other question for you here at number eight because one of the things right. that Darnold didn't have with the Jets was weapons. Could you see potentially them looking wide receiver here if one falls, or do you definitely think offensive line, well, particularly you, you if you this offensive get, lineman you falls, you could still get some good wide receivers like that are available now. I've got a couple that are on the board, and I've got like six on the board or seven on the board mm-hmm. total. But I think first things first. Protect. Protect them. Get them to, to know, like, look, it's also a confidence thing. Like, oh, wow, yes. you're bringing in somebody that's going to help me out here. He won't have to. Because, look, one of the things that knocks on him, even because I saw him play at USC, he would make the bad thrower occasionally. Yes. But a lot of quarterbacks do when they're under pressure. You give this guy the time. Get him some weapons around him. They have a good defense. They're building right. in Carolina. They're and not. They, they that do far have away. some weapons in Carolina. They're not that far away, Carolina. Right. So I think that's a good. Uh, I think it's a good pick for them. Like I said, you could tr- see trades at eight, at seven, at four. But I'm just doing it straight out. Right. 
And Straight I, up. And I'm, I'm going with the best guys that I think of those positions. And Zach is going to chime I'm, in with something useless. But yes. there's weapons. I'm hearing weapons a lot. Okay? Yes. And yes. what better weapons than the hook swords and the explosive speed of Cabal, my number three pick from the Earth realm to defend in Mortal Kombat, Cabal. They have him as a villain in this movie, but the great thing is you play him as you play him. He's a position guy. There's nothing he can't do because you've got that explosive speed and, again, the offensive weapons of those hook swords. And they're building That's a all... franchise. They're right? building a franchise. We're talking good. about a dynasty-level team that I'm building here, and it's going to go. It's going to go. All right, that's all I got to say. All right, I would hope, I really hope you go. Dad, yes. uh, number nine, the Denver Broncos, another animal, Melissa. Okay, uh, now here I'm loving it. is the way it broke, and I, I thought the Broncos may try to move up, but the way that my board is breaking, I've got them taking Trey Lance, the quarterback of North Dakota State. Interesting. And so you, you think that this is over for Drew Locke? Well, the thing this is... This is a perfect storm for them, too, because this is a high-ceiling high player right. here. Now, he only played, like, uh, one game... You know, in the last, last two seasons, the right? Last two seasons. So you go with Drew Locke for a while. You see how it works. You've got this guy. If it doesn't work out, this guy's got all the talent. He's played and, you know, hasn't played with, you know, uh, Division One. Right. Know, he's played Division Two. I think they're the FCS. The FCS, right. right. The FCS, whatever you want to call it. So I think this guy's got a high upside, and you don't have to start him right away. Agreed. Or yeah. you're bringing in competition. It's either going to push Locke to do really well. Well, if you're taking him at nine, though, you're hoping that he becomes the guy, right? right? You hope he becomes it, or you have the situation where Locke goes, geez, now I'm, I've am i really got to buckle down, got to do the best that I can do here. And if, if he performs at the level that they think that Locke could perform, then the push helps. If not, you bring in Lance. And if he's great, like a lot of people think, and a lot of people wanted him, he can uh, be a quarterback, you know, for, that will help them, you know, down the road for a long time. I think he's, I I'm, think it's a good pick the way it falls for them. I think it's exactly. a good, good pick for them. I mean, I think that, and and you've mentioned it a lot that there's a couple, there's a couple spots for trades. Do you right. think realistically after trades he slides to nine, or somebody trades up to get? I him? think somebody would try to trade, depending. Like you've got certain teams that would uh, that I could see making moves for him, but the, I. Don't know how much, you know, certain teams are going to want to, to, you know, how much you want to give up. How much right. draft capital you want to give up. Is this the guy that is really going to make a difference in our team? If you do, you're going to give up. You know you have to give up first rounder this year, first rounders next year, you know, two or three for the top ten to get a quarterback. I, I think, like I said, New England is, is the player here to and go And they're up. coming up in a little bit, They right? are. They are. Uh, Coming up in what six picks or, or seven picks? So so moving on to number ten of the Dallas Cowboys. I've got a favorite team. Yeah, my my favorite of all times. The Cowboys. I'm going to go cornerback here uh, from Alabama. Patrick Sertain. This is a guy that they've talked about forever. They need corner help. They need right. defensive help. He can. He's good in coverage. He's really good. He's big. He's athletic. But he can push guys uh, at the line. I, I like the pick for them. They could go a couple of different ways. They could go linebacker or, you know, I, but I, I think for them, you go cornerback, you sure up your defense a little bit, you know, piece at a time, and you've got, you know, the, the Cowboys are always seem to need help on defense. So Right. I mean, last picture. year they had a horrible Last defense. year they were horrific on defense. So, so my question to you is the Cowboys are definitely a hot-button team, as always. Yes. If they improve on defense, is this a team that you could see picking much later in the draft next year? Do, are the Cowboys' defense and Dak coming back from really being if, back in contention? If their defense can play 
half you know much better this year than yeah, they yeah. did like, then with Dak being back and the weapons they have with CD Lamb and and and, yeah. and, every, and you know Amari Cooper they can easily win 10 games. I He's think. right, easily. I I I have something here that I think it, it brings a lot to it. We we as a family don't like the Cowboys. I know we that they're they're, like they're kind of a a bad team. They're not good guys. That's well, I don't why like I, how they treat the horses. I I mean, save a horse, ride a cowboy is what I always say. But um our 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 pick uh for number 4 uh, has to be Cano. Uh, he's a fighter from the Earth Realm. He's uh, a bad, low-down, gun-running uh, Australian with a laser eye, ladies and gentlemen. Number four pick, bad guy. Uh, it reflects the badness of the Dallas Cowboys. Cano, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, big pick out the gate. This is huge stuff, Stephen, and I really wish that I'd see something of excitement from you. I really wish you would leave the room. Uh, yeah. Dad, at 11, the New York, our New York our Giants. Our New York Giants. Now, they've added some weapons, yes. the Giants. They've given Daniel Jones the weapons. I was going to go defense here. Yes. But the way the board is breaking for me, and I'm going with what I think is a, is a really, really good offensive lineman here, and I'm going with Sean Slater, offensive tackle of Northwestern. If you're going to bring in the talent, I don't see them getting another wide receiver here right now. I don't see I that. agree, especially got, after bringing in Kenny Galladay. Right. You've got to protect this guy now. Yes. You've got to protect Jones because this is the make-or-break year for Jones. 100%. There's no question. Third year in the league. Let's get him protected. We don't know what's going to happen with that offensive line still. They have issues still. You bring this guy in. He could play anywhere you want to put him. Where would you put him on the offensive well, line? Well, it depends on if... Now, I, you know, I've been thinking about that, but I, I could see him at tackle either way at this point. You know what I mean? Because you want to protect Jones the best you 100%. can. 100%. So, but I think he could play guard or tackle. Whatever, you, you know, with their offensive line, I don't. there's going to be competition. But this guy is going to obviously start for them. But he could start a tackle. He could start a guard. Whatever you want to put It's good, in. though, that versatility because the offensive line is the I number think, one thing they need to improve. And the thing is, they had a good defense last year. The thing is, too, if he's comfortable at guard, he could move into tackle. This guy can play both ways to me. He can play either, either position. So wherever you want to put him, it's not like the Giants' offensive line is like well, you, you got you're set on three, you know, guys or four yep. guys. You want to move him and and have a th- this guy to me. It, it'd be perfect if he fell in the Giants' lap. It really would be, I, especially because like as you said, offensive line. Yeah, for the young quarterback is something that has been terrible. It, it to Absolutely. me, it ended uh, Eli's career early. Yeah. How bad it's been, Absolutely. and then the, the early start of Daniel Jones's career yeah. it has I, not I, been good. I so. think this is a guy you got to bring in. You got to protect him if you're going to get him weapons, and you want to open holes because uh, Barkley's coming back. Hopefully, you know what I mean. So if, if they get Saquon Barkley back, you've got Kenny Galladay now. You protect him and let's just see how talented this kid is. Because, like I said, it's gonna. This is his third year. It make or break in the NFL right now. Right. I'm gonna say not to derail too much on the eleventh pick, but considering this is the Giants and this is not to say biased, but I would say our family's you know favorite team going in. Would you? I know that this is Daniel Jones's like third year, and basically, right. I mean, there's nobody that they're gonna get to replace him. But would you even, given his play already, would you have given him even? Would you have had him the quarterback for this year? I guess seeing what's available, because, I don't know, to me as a Giants fan, I feel like 
I don't know if Daniel Jones is the guy, but are you hoping? I, I agree you, with that concern. I'm not sure he's the guy. But you like? Do you think I would say then if the, if they get this guy at 11 and they improve right. on their offensive line, right. do you think that he has the talent to then improve? I know that's a lot of ifs, but I guess I would saying, would you be confident with Daniel Jones going forward, or you just want to ride him out for well, this? Well, I would year say it this out? way: is the the Giants believed enough in him to take him early a couple of years ago in the draft. Yeah. So they still are sold on him. So if you're going to now try to improve your offense and adding some weapons for him, getting Barkley back also and getting Galladay like we talked about, this is the year that we're really going to know if this guy is a, you know, a boom that he's like, wow, he's living up to the potential of what we thought. Or, you know, you hate to say the word bust because he can go somewhere else and be good, but he's not living up to the expectations of what you had him. With the Giants, you want to make the playoffs. You want to win Super Bowls. Now that wasn't the case, you know, years ago. But now that's all you think about if you're a Giants fan. You want to make the playoffs. You want to be competitive with teams. You don't want to be, you know, now it's going to be what 17 games. So you don't want to be seven and ten or six right. and eleven and floundering and be out of it by October, November. But this is the year for him. It's no. make or break with this okay. offensive would line also, with these weapons. Would you also, right. not to, again, keep derailing on the Giants, but would you almost say that this is a make or break year again for Saquon Barkley to see if he could truly stay healthy? Because he's been injured every year he's been well, in. I mean, look. He, and I don't blame him for an not, ACL at all. With him, it's not. You're right. His we fall. know his ability. Right, it's, yeah. The question is, can he stay up? With Daniel Jones, the question is, yeah. is he actually the guy? Saquon Barkley, is when he's amazing. healthy, is maybe the best running back in the NFL, maybe you give Ezekiel Christian McCaffrey, Elliott, yeah. Elliott, some of these other guys, Kamara, right. some of these other guys, but he is clearly top one, two, three, four, five best running backs in the league, no doubt. He's great. He's a talent, no matter what. But can he stay healthy? Is the biggest issue. Would you have? Would is this a make or break year in your if mind? If he gets for him? hurt again and misses six, seven, eight games, you got to think, well, geez, we it's a bust pick for us because he's not on the field. If you, you get this guy to catch the ball in the backfield, not only run, and he can't do anything. Now you've wasted a pick, a number two pick, basically, yeah. for him. And then what is he showing you? Yeah. And to me... And well, I don't want to put it on... I don't want to make it sound no, like that's on no. Barkley. But no, no, I, just I don't... I don't uh, look, if Barkley is 100% healthy, he's going to... Yeah. Obviously, because he I can catch the ball life. out of the backfield along with run. He could break the big runs, but... My question is, I guess, if he doesn't stay healthy, is if this he can't stay healthy again, you've got to start looking. You got to make your plans without him, right? Yeah. And, and right. what do you think the likelihood of him staying healthy is? Well, given if the offensive line doesn't improve, not very likely at all. You know, you, you, know, you could look. The guy is a physical specimen. There's no question about it. You know, and once a running back, the legs start. You know, you get the injuries. Yep. You got to hope he can come back, but. And he's also pretty good at block. You know, he's not a bad blocker either. You know, like picking up blitzes and things he's like a, that. He's you know? a big so he's, so he's. He he's a like quality all-around back, but you know, you look at running backs; their average is maybe six, five, six, seven years in the league, unless you know you're, and you know, there's some outliers. I would but. just for Barkley too, right? I almost the Giants kind of ruined him his rookie year. They ran the guy into the ground. That's right. And you're set. They they exposed him to so much because that team was so bad. He had 1,800 yards. He caught right. it out of the back. He had like a hundred something catches. Yep. They really. And I love Saquon Barkley. But he was there. They, you were, know, they kind they, of ran him, you know, into, into the, the ground, ground a right. little bit, you know. And that's why running backs to get, like they they say, the second contract. You yep. know what I mean? That's the thing. Do you invest uh, like the Cowboys did with Ezekiel Elliott? Yeah. They paid him on $80 million or some, you know, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. huge number. Now, 
is he going to give you the same production in the next four or five years that he's going to give you the first five? Because he, ha- he hasn't given you, and like Steven said, it's a great point. It's not his fault. No. The Giants use him, but that's the thing with running backs. Yep. Because they used to be the premier, they were the wide receivers back yep. in the 70s and 60s and, and early 80s and, and even late 80s. That's what you look for. Oh, we need a running back. We need a running back. We need a running back. Now it's like it's running backs league. are you know a dime a dozen. We need wide receivers. We want offensive tight ends. Line. We want offensive line. Running backs are are still important in you know when running backs are really important. December, January, when the weather gets bad, you want to control the game more. Early on during the season, September, October, November, throw, yep. throw, throw. Mm-hmm. Teams to get a little bit more conservative. But if you can run the football, you're going to win a lot of football games. Because it, it sets up everything. Yep. But what happens is they get hurt. Mm-hmm. Then, Unless you're yeah. Derrick Henry and you hurt people. You're yes. Derrick Henry. Exactly. I just need to get in here quickly. I've been talked over a lot. And it's been, been a little top bit. Top five Mortal Kombat fighters. A little bit, little bit disrespectful. We're talking about uh, our team, the Giants. I'm going to talk about our Earth, the Earth realm. We're talking about a, a, a guy that can that can play defense. He's a position guy. He can do pretty much anything. But I still worry, is he getting up there? Can he roll up his sleeves and do work? Get out there and DW? I'm going Raiden, uh, the eternal god of thunder and Whoa. defender of the earth realm. Uh, this guy is so varied. He's been played by Christopher Lambert and uh, Tanano Asashi uh, on film. So... Wow. That's who we're talking about here, and uh, it's a kind of range we have. Range. Can you can you, you show they're generational talents? Yeah, yeah. well, so, so we're gonna for number twelve. Dad, we had the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. Go birds. Go birds. Go birds. Right. Always I'm going to go Jalen Waddle, wide receiver for Alabama. Interesting. He falls this far. I think he's going to fall. Well, by my drafting. Yes. Now, what's going to happen? You know. I don't know, but this is the way I, I, I see it going. Yeah, again, these but are, if you're going to bring in Jalen, you have Jalen Hurst. You bring in it. You got to give him another, some talent yep. to work with. An Alabama guy mm-hmm. again. He's a little undersized. I get it, but he can do. He can play inside. He can play the like, slot. He can play outside. He's he can run all the routes. He's just a solid guy, and and I think you got to give her if you're going to give him a chance yep. to play. You got to get him Absolutely. guys that he's can throw. Now the Eagles need a lot of things. Yes. We know that. Yes. But let's start with at least right away getting somebody that you have to consider on offense yep. rather than you know just Hurts all the time what he's going to do. I, I think, think, think Hurts is a good quarterback. I think if you get the right guys around him, he could be a star in the NFL. He could be. But you like anything else, you yeah, got to get absolutely. the players around. And if he was out this year, Hurts coming out, he might be considered, wow, you know, he's a top five or top six right. guy, whatever. Right. So you never know. It's just where you go and how it breaks with the team that you're but on. But I, th- I think for the Eagles, it's a great pick because it, it is putting that talent around him. You've got to put some people around him on offense. You've got to have some talent or, or you're, you're, you know, you're, you're not going to win game 17-14. As we've seen from the Giants, right. it's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. So at number 13 with the Chargers, Dad, obviously last year they struck gold in the draft and, and, and getting Justin Herbert. Right. Um, they have a new coach coming in. Right. They have this great asset of a young, Great quarterback. How do they? I'm going, how do you see them picking? I'm going uh, Christian Darasaw, offensive tackle from Virginia Tech. You got to protect, protect the investment. You got to protect the investment. And this guy, he was a left tackle in college. He could play. He can move to left or right side. Whatever. He's he's definitely a great tackle for them. And the thing about you know Herbert, there was a lot of you know last year when he came in, there was a lot of oh. 
This guy can't make the throw. He's been stuck in Oregon. How's he going to handle everything? The cat came in, and, and he was the offensive rookie. The, the uh, guy was amazing. Was unbelievable. So if you're going to have a guy like this, this is the biggest money makers on every team of your quarterbacks. You might as well protect him. You didn't bring this guy in to get hurt because you saw what happened to the Bengals with Burrow or what could happen to any team once they lose their quarterback. Right. They, it, it's the quarterback-driven league. This if is, you got them, protect them. This is a team that could be a, a competitor for a long time going forward because they got the quarterback yes. right. Barring health, they have a franchise quarterback. They are set. In my view, I was blown away by her. I was, I was surprised. I was wrong because by the thing is, you listen to so many people talk, well, this guy, he can't do this or he can't do that. They always point out the negatives, but look at the positives exactly. of this guy. And sometimes we let the negatives outweigh the positives of a quarterback. This guy can just grip it, and throw it. I, I mean, you know, 40, 50, you know, 60 yards, there's no problem with this guy. I know. He can just let it go. You get the talent around him, but give him time. Like, every quarterback needs the same thing for Darno. Darno's a, not a bad quarterback either. Yeah. But you got to give the guys time. It, it, it's so important. They're not mm. sexy to draft offensive tackles. That's not the they're, key. They're so key, though. But when their quarterback is being carted off or can't play, like Burrow in, in Cincinnati last year, that's the biggest thing. You've got to protect these guys. You've got to protect them. Now, at 14 with Minnesota, this team is always, you feel like, one year they're in the playoffs, next year they're in the middle right. of the draft. Kind of, so next year we'll see kind of how they rebound. But right. what do you see from Minnesota? I've got him going offensive lineman also. I've Another got him going to Elijah uh, Vara Tucker. From, he's a guard from, from USC. He, he's, he could play guard. He could play tackle. He's mm-hmm. very strong, and he's that type of word I like to use. He's a plug-and-play guy. Mm-hmm. This guy can come in right away. He's going to play. And they need help on that offensive line. If you've got a great running back in Dalvin Cook, you've got to open holes for yep. this guy. And you've also got to protect Cousins. Yep. And that's the, the thing for well, me, I, protecting gl- your quarterback. I'm glad yeah. you, you brought up Cousins, Dad, because I feel like the Vikings are always in this. They're either middle of the pack or they just make right. the playoffs. Maybe they win a game. A real question going forward is Kirk Cousins. Are they going to keep him? Is he a good enough quarterback to win you with the Super Bowl? Is this potentially a spot you could have seen a quarterback or just because of the contract and things like that? No, I think they're, with they're the contract, they're, they're stuck with him for, for this yeah. time. And, and and you don't even know, like after the top three, let's say, do we really know that Fields or Lance are going to be any different than, than Kirk Cousins? I right. mean, Kirk Cousins was a second-round what pick from Washington or third. So we're expecting a guy who was – you know, figured maybe be a backup. Now he's making what, what the, the huge contract that he made. Sometimes it's difficult to live up to that. But I think he's he's solid enough. If they get people around him, he can win games. Can they win a Super Bowl with him? It, well, yeah. If he's good enough and they get the talent around him, I think they. You know, obviously they can. I mean, if you know, you've seen some of the Super Bowl quarterbacks, right? Now I did ask about the quarterback position because here at number fifteen, the New England Patriots. Here's where the way the board fell to me: Justin Fields, quarterback, Ohio State. They didn't have to make a deal. They get this guy now. You and to me, he's very similar to Cam Newton in, in certain ways. Agreed. He can roam around. He can run, but he's got a good arm. Now they say some of his mechanic. It's mechanical thing or but this it's, type right. of thing with him. But it's like you were just saying with Herbert. You do have to evaluate right. the, the positives right. that he does have. And he's not going to come in right away and play. You're going to you, see you what you got so. with Cam. No, you're going to see what you have with Cam Newton. If Cam Newton didn't get COVID last year, yeah, 
they might have won a few more games and seen what the Patriots could do. There was a clear shift in his play in the second half of the season. And it even just related to hockey for the slightest bit, because right. Benajad for the Rangers got COVID in the first half of the season. And everybody was saying he's gone, like he's not doing anything. He's basically invisible on the ice. But it takes players months to recover from that. Even though you're not in the hospital from it, it takes you months to get your physicality and everything back up. Right. Now Zibanejad's playing one of the best of the Rangers. Cam Newton had an unbelievable second half of the year. you got to give these guys time to actually get back to 100%. Absolutely. Being off the COVID yeah. list doesn't mean that you're not COVID-ridden, you know, with the... So I feel like they'll have to give Cam a shot because he played really well in the end of the, the, end and, of the season. And just, just real quick, too, I mean, week two when they played the Seattle Seahawks, people... He looked like Cam Newton of old in Carolina that week, too, when they were dual. Yeah. It was that play at the goal line. I mean, that was a really exciting game week, too, where you really saw the best of Cam Newton. And obviously, he went down with COVID after that. So, yeah. So you, you, but, Dad, though, to this point, though, if, if you are in any way sold on Cam Newton... Uh-huh. Why pick Fields is my question. Not that I disagree with it, but what is it if you, if you do have any belief in Cam Newton? Right. Why even try the quarterback here? Well, I I think that New England always likes to have that other quarterback Agreed. there. Agreed. The stock. And pile. let's say the way Cam Newton, if Cam Newton plays the way of old, I always worry about injury just yeah. from him because this guy has got no respect as a quarterback. He got beat up more times just because of his height and yep. size. And got knocked around more than any, and no flags were called. I know it's amazing. You see some quarterbacks that you know that get hit and like it's glancing blow, penalty flag. Yep. Penalty. Cam Newton, because of size and strength, they could knock guys over. Never got the calls for him. Nope. So that's the way I look at it. I just think you learn under Newton. You got another year. You see how it goes. If you got to keep feels, or is he trade bait for the following year? Yeah. But I think. The way it falls for them, it's perfect for them. I agree. Now, just real quick, because I want to stay on the Patriots just for one second. Right. Because some teams, this to me does feel like if the Patriots are healthy, this team right. is not going to be picking 15th next year. No. It's a team that I think goes right back to Right. To, and to then contention. you also get your quarterback if you want to, because you'll be drafting in the late you know, 20s, 30s, yep. in that range. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's the way you have to go with it. And like I said, they there's a lot of talk that they want to move up. The Patriots, the way yeah. that my board is going, so yeah, so it just happens to fall there. You, you think there's a? I, I know we mentioned you mentioned this a little bit in pre, yeah. but you, either way, you think that the Patriots are going to end up with Fields or Lance, one of those. You, they could the fifteenth. They could potentially trade up. They from could here. trade yes. up. You could see them going to to seven to the Lions, eight to the Panthers. Yeah, and those guys might still be there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But the the Patriots, with all they've done. They want another quarterback here. They they've shored up a lot of their, their right. areas, and they feel I I think they feel this would be great for them. I mean, if he falls to fifteen, they'll they'll be singing. Oh. And even Bill, uh, you know, uh, Belichick may smile at this one. Uh, yes, Zach, Zach. this is an actual question. I promise. Sure, sure, sure. Great, I promise great, great. Uh, when is the draft? Oh, that's this awesome. Thursday. This Thursday. This okay, Thursday. this Thursday. Thursday. And and right. how much movement happens like the days before? Does it get oh, like super crazy? Like the 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 like the, let's say Wednesday night. Do they start like some people trade up? Some people they trade. They could they traded just last night. There was a trade. 
You but know, does the, it get like more crazy oh, as it gets at, closer? Well, either that or the day of the draft. You know, once the draft starts, people start saying, "Oh, geez, this guy went. I didn't think he was going to go, or that guy's still there, and I want to move up." Or you know, you start thinking, "I got to make a move, but how much do I want to give up? How many spots do I want to give up to get him?" That's the other part of it. How much are you going to give up, or do you have the ability to give up? You know, the talent because you don't have the draft picks to give up to get what they, they might need, you know, and there might be teams competing. So it's difficult. It, it's it's difficult. That but was surprisingly helpful. Yeah, that Is was. Is there anything useless you would like to add as we move to the middle of the first round, or can we move with the proceeding? I'd say let's move with the proceeding. Move I'll hold, proce- I'll hold my comments until now. I'll take I'll take a compliment where I can get it. You'll Not take the comment. <laughs> Dad, right here, smack dab in the middle of the draft, this team at number 16 confounds me. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals. Uh, for a while, they started the season very well. They have one of the best young quarterbacks in the league. They have lots of talent on offense. Cliff Kingsbury has proven to be an adept offensive play caller mm-hmm. uh, in the NFL. I think the hiring's been better than maybe some people thought. But I think last year they underperformed. They started the season very well and ended it poorly. Yeah. Where do you think they go here, and do you think the Cardinals are a team that can compete next year? Cardinals can compete. I'm going here cornerback for them. I'm going J.C. Horn, cornerback from South Carolina. Because they've got their both corners are on one-year deals. Yep. They've lost back Patrick, Peterson. Patrick Peterson this year. So you know what? He's one of the best quarterbacks on the board. I would have, if Caleb Farley, who I'm picking later on, was healthy, he would be the first cornerback I have coming off the board. But I think you've got to get good at corner. And this, you have to have good corners. 100%. So you and might that, as well go with somebody that doesn't have the medical at this point for them because they are close. They are really close, Arizona. I, so... You got to tweak them a little bit. They've added offense. They they have a fairly decent defense. They could add to it. They've got some picks to help them out later. But I think this guy is a good plug and play. Uh, you know, a corner for them. I think he'll he'll do really well for them. Make or break year for Cliff Pingsbury if they can't uh, put together think, a full make, year. I don't think make or break this year. I think it depends more make or break how Kyler Murray's going to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm very high on Kyler Murray. You know. A lot of people are, so we'll just see how it goes with him. But I, I think they're moving in the right direction. They're not like a, you know, seven and ten team, yeah. or you know, I, I think they're gonna. They have to make that next step, though. And this is a year I think you have to do it. Obviously, uh, another team uh, in a similar position, the Las Vegas Raiders. They showed some good flashes, right? Um, you know, there's there's similar questions for Derek Carr. Good, not great quarterback. Where do you see the uh, the Raiders going here at seventeen? I've got him getting uh, Trevon Moore. He's a safety from TCU. He can cover. You know, he's a slot cover, and he can play the deep post. And I think if you're going to play in that division, you've got Kansas City. You're seeing. You've got. Um, you know. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers, you've got to get yes. guys that can play. But the Raiders, to me, are always all over the map. I know. They have to you never know dis- what the yeah. Raiders can do. The Raiders are are, are crazy. You know, they, they, sometimes they draft guys that you didn't think would go in the first round. Right, but, right. And now but we you have, have confidence in the safety that he, I think this guy. I think it, it may be a little bit of a reach, but they need one. Right. If you're gonna, and so you might as well take the best one that's there right now. But like I said... The Raiders can go a lot of different ways. That's the thing about the Raiders. You to your them. point, though, this is the part of the board where maybe you start to reach because that you have to almost you might they might have a second round grade on them, but they might not be there when you when you go for them in the second round. So right. this is part of the board where you might start to see some reaches. Yeah, that's what happens sometimes. You do see that, but that's people start to panic, or you know, like oh, or they'll say, you know what, that guy we wanted already is gone. We'll dra- we'll we'll move down a little bit. You know, we'll try to get. Maybe an extra second or third round 
for next year or whatever. But the Raiders, this now talk about make or break for some things. If this wasn't John Gruden coaching was, the Raiders, was, yeah. they'd be on the hot seat. Yep. Because he hasn't had winning. Re- I mean, he hasn't. They've shown increments of improvement. Right. But he's still not. But it's, shown, yeah. Right. It's not, oh, we got Gruden. We're gonna, he's going to bring in that eth- work ethic. We're going to do everything we can do. And they're still, to me, not performing. And I don't blame on Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr is, is a good quarterback. But it, this comes down to coaching. And can you coach these guys up? They and lost some draft. games really odd last right, year, too. Right. And they should have lost the Jet game. I know. I mean, look at it that way. Yep. I mean, so, you know, they, they've got to be able to uh, move forward with their talent and draft. You know, I think this guy's going to help them out. I really do. I, I think he'll be a good pick for them. If You know, uh, but like I said, it's the Raiders, so you never know. So at 18 to the Dolphins. The this Dolphins. Is another pick, this is another pick they have in the first round. This is, I'm going here, my uh, Notre Dame linebacker, Jeremiah Musa Okamura. This guy can do it all. I think he's a really, really talented. He can play, uh, you know, the will linebacker. He can play, a, you know, safety if you need him. He can cover guys in the slot. The only thing, like, with him is, like, tackling in space. He had a little bit of an issue sometimes, but this guy's going to be perfect for the Dolphins. He's really, really good. He reminds me, like, Jalen Smith, when he played for Notre Dame and then he went to the Cowboys, I think he's a really ta- this guy's going to be a really talented player in the league. I know I'm biased because I love Notre Dame, but I think this but guy. You've is, seen a lot of him. In I've Notre seen Dame. a lot of this guy, and I, I just I think he's he's really a talented guy. The same for my next guy for the the Washington uh, football team. I don't mean to no, get in front of you, Steve. Go ahead, uh, Jermaine Davis. He's a linebacker from Kentucky. They're so strong up front. This guy can cover. He's he's a uh, outside linebacker. He could play inside if he has to. But I like this kid. I think he's going to just help the Washington uh, football team a lot. They their defense is totally is, is really improved. Now maybe some people might say, well, maybe they'd go offense a little bit here. But I think if you add to a strength, if you've got a guy like this, you might as well put him in and, and then let him start playing. You know, right away. I think he can play right away. I think he's a good a good fit for the for the Washington quick football shout team. Shout out to Alex Smith who just retired. Yes, from the Washington football yes. team. Well, th- Mikey, thank you because I did have a question for you, Dad. At nineteen here, right? Is this not now? I know I asked this question a lot, but is this not a potential position where you would look quarterback? I mean, are we really sure that fit? This is a team that made the playoffs last year, right? And right. Fitzpatrick, Ryan Fitzpatrick. There's right. no knock on Fitzpatrick. No. He's been a solid quarterback in this league, but he he is what he is. This team could be a quarterback. Now a lot of teams are this, but if they had a real solid quarterback, that's a true. Super Bowl team. That's Do true. they not look to one here well, at 19? Or is, but, it, is it just a demand? Well, is, when it, you look at it, is it a supply thing? Is there not a good quarterback here to take? I look at it this way. They had a chance maybe to get Sam Darnold if they wanted to make a deal with the Jets, mm-hmm. right? They also, Teddy Bridgewater is out there, you know, mm-hmm. when you're hearing that he, he's mm-hmm. going to go. Now, you bring in Fitzpatrick. He is what he is. He's Fitzmagic sometimes, and then he disappears other times, and they lose games. But I'm going to throw out a name for quarterback that's going to go in the third round maybe or whatever uh-huh. that, that Chris Sims who I think is the best, is really high on Kellen Mund, t- quarterback from Texas A&M. You yeah. watch, if the Redskins are looking, nobody's even talking about it. They're talking about this kid Davis Mills from Stanford, Kyle Trask from Florida. Mund's not getting any attention. You look later on, Washington, they get this guy, he could be a So steal. that could be a potential it second, third round pick. It could be a third round Not here at 19? Guy. No, not okay. at 19. 
because I think you add, you know, you add strength to what's already strong to make your defense even better, and you go from there. I think this guy is, is going to really do do really well. Now, again, broken record here at 20 Chicago. This is another position where they go in with Andy Dalton. Right. But probably not a quarterback here, I'm guessing. Who do you no, have the Bears going? Now, here's the guy I really like at cornerback, Caleb Farley, cornerback for Virginia Tech. He sat out th- this COVID year, and then he had some um, surgeries done uh, on his back. He had micro-fracture surgery, I, I believe it was. If this guy was totally healthy, he'd be the number one corner, no doubt. He can do it all. He's tall, strong. He's got makeup speed. He's He could play cover, tight cover. He doesn't get beat deep. This guy is just an all-around great player. I think it's a steal. If he's healthy, he's a steal at the Bears for 20 because they need the Bears need help on defense. They need help on offense too, but mm-hmm. this guy is just too good, I think, to pass up. For the for the Bears right now, I think he'd be a great pick for them if they can get him. If they can get this guy, and I got another steal too. I think coming we, up, we, we have you're oh. giving really good information. You've given us so much good. You oh, need so to now balance we're get some it with bad some bad. Uh, well, we're talking about injured players, players yes. that have yes. dealt with injuries and overcome. Uh, I can think of no person that's had more injuries than uh, Jax from Mortal Kombat. Both of his arms were ripped off uh-huh. and replaced with robotic arms. Uh, really? He, yep. So that's that's an injury overcome right there. He also served he, in six tours. Six <laughs> six tours because our military is unfortunately overstretched and, and, and broken wow. right now. Six tours, uh, special forces vet, robot arms guys. That's that's a he comeback. Can more. He can slide into any position. He can slide into any position that you need him to be in. But he his fighting style is Muay Thai. Um, so I'm just going to leave that there. All right, wow. number six. Uh, Mike, can you? Can you cut off Zach's microphone? How much microphone? can we cut out of I, that? Uh, I, I, I thought we agreed it's after tough. this point it was going to be sharing a mic, only useful. cutting off the... Oh, that's mic. not fair to you then, is it, really? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm doing what I was sent here to do. He okay? had a mission, and he's going he's gonna to finish he's it by gonna God. He's going to fulfill it. Great. We, uh, we, I can't say we appreciate it. Dad, now number 21, the Indianapolis This Colts. guy has dropped, and he is going to be... He's, a really, really talented player, I think. The Colts are going to get lucky that he's still there. Quiddy Pay, a defensive end from Michigan. This guy is explosive off the edge. He's one of the highlights of the Michigan football team. This guy is a really, really good edge rusher. He's something the Colts need. Mm-hmm. The fact that he's there at this spot is is a gift for them. And, in fact, I think, if I'm not mistaken, looking at my board, he's the first defensive end edge rusher that was uh, was taken. In in the draft, we've we've got we've got a couple of you know some hybrid linebackers, hybrid linebackers, and things like that. But this guy is, I'm telling you, this guy is a good good football player. To him to fall to 21, it's just the way my board broke. Yeah, he could go higher than this. There's no doubt. But I, I like this guy. But he's the first defense, like true defensive end. This guy is a really good football player. Now we've got the at the, 22 Tennessee Titans. All right, I am going here. Wide receiver from Old Miss, Elijah Moore, tall. Speedy, need wide receivers. Uh-huh. This guy is a good wide receiver. I like him. He's he's solid. He's going to fit in perfectly with the Titans. He can block. He can do it all. This guy is a good wide receiver. I think it's a good pick for the Titans. You you have to have offense. You have to. And and he's a really really good really good football player. I like I like Elijah Moore here a lot. I really do for for the Titans. Now we've got number twenty three. Number twenty three of the Jets. Melissa just walked back in though. So Melissa Jets. walked back in. We're going with the Jets. Team. I'm going uh, Greg Newsom the second. He's a cornerback from Northwestern. He's tall. He's a kind of Richard Sherman kind of guy for me. I think he's he's a good solid 
cornerback for them, and it's going to help in Salah's defense because they're the, the Jets are are going to really be on the move in the next couple of years. They really are. They've got a lot of draft picks. I think Salah's going to be a really good coach for them, mm-hmm. and this this is going to be a really good solid pick for. Did I say solid enough? Uh, no, the, no. You can say it again. I'm going to say solid one more time. But he's I like this guy. I do. He's going to be good. He's a tough kid, smart kid too. Northwestern. You know what I, I like about the pick, too, is this symbolic, right? This is from Seattle. And is this part of the Jamal Adams trade? Yes. So, yes. They, they, you know, they get to replace a year later. I know it's not the same position, no, but, but an you, excellent defensive back right. with another And you also taking the coach from here. Seattle, too, their defensive back. So you get them That's both true. there. So it works out well. Now, again, I, it's a recurring theme. I keep asking you, Dad, here at number 24. To me, this is a spot you would have to look quarterback. Uh, no right. offense, Ben Roethlisberger's had a great career. Uh, to give a nod to the title of the podcast, he is well past his prime well, at this yes. point. Um, you know, I, what, I do know you see you, them I looking quarterback I, here? No, I, I don't see a quarterback here. I've got them going offensive lineman, to be honest with you, Steve. Again, okay. Jalen Mayfield, offensive tackle for Michigan. They need help on that offensive line. Yep. You've got to open hole. I, they're going to look for a running back in the second. They don't have... Um, I'm trying to list it quick. They've only had the 24th, 55th, and 87th pick the Steelers in the first three rounds. So you've got to look for a running back, too. I don't think they're going to be able to get lucky to get a quarterback in this draft. But if you're them, oh, yeah. now I'm putting you in the spot, right. right? You're at 24. I understand you're making a projection based on what's Obviously, available. But if you were at 24, get... would you reach for a quarterback here? No, I wouldn't because you, you need... still wouldn't. Well, here's why. They've lost players from their offensive line. They've mm-hmm. lost Pouncey. The Villanueva may right. not be back. It doesn't. It'll be the same situation. You're putting right. a pretty like a talented quarterback that you think you're bringing in and have nothing around you to help you with. Right. I mean, they they don't have the greatest of wide receivers. Schuster came back. He's not, but he's not a game breaking right. wide receiver. But good receiver. He's a good receiver. Right. He's a good second receiver, yes. not a good first receiver. But if you're going to add uh, a quarterback to this team, he may. Even though he's young, he may look like Ben Roethlisberger running for his life right. and not being able to hit anybody. So that's that's why I'm going to go there. This guy's a solid fit. He he fit into the, the the Steelers scheme. So I really like I like this guy a lot to the Steelers. Now 25, the Jaguars pick again. I've got they, you went to have them going with Trevor Lawrence number one. I've got a wide receiver from Florida, Kadarius Tony. This guy is, is going to be moved around. He could play the slot. They're going to have him do sweeps again. The jet sweeps the whole bit with him. You get creative, and he's going to be a really, you know, favorable target for Lawrence because you've got. To, if you're going to get at the quarterback, you got to get people around him yep. because that's what they're going to want to see. Because I don't think Jacksonville is going to go from one win to ten wins. Right. But if they're competitive and they can, they get some highlights. People are going to get into it, and they're going to, you know, they have to build from the bottom up. But right. they've got the picks to do it. I think this kid is a good. Uh, I think this guy is a good fit for them. Now we've got uh, the twenty-six, the Cleveland Browns. The Browns. I've got Jalen Phillips, a defensive end from Miami. Uh, I know they uh, just signed Jadavian Clowney, and this kid had some issues with concussions. Mm-hmm. But I think if you could swap them in and out, you know, on the Browns, you get that pressure going in. You've got the good uh, edge on the other side for them. So I, I think this is a good, good fit for them. It's gonna, you know, the more pressure you can put on the quarterbacks, help you out. This guy will fit in, and I think he's pretty decent. Uh, for uh, 26, I think he's a good pickup for them because he could rotate them in and right. out 
and, uh, and and there, there there's some durability questions with with uh, with Garrett. He he also had right. a COVID issue with last Gar- year. Exactly. So you um, Jadavion Clowney's getting up there. You know, you, you've got so you you put these guys in, you rotate them through, you keep them fresh all year. Somebody gets hurt, you can plug them in, as we like to say, plug and play. One of right. our big ones here. But uh, for yeah. Cleveland, do they even get uh, seeing them pick this late in the draft? Is very it's uh, very strange. It, it's strange them. because you know they've been so terrible for so long. Yes. That, uh, it's interesting seeing them pick at this late stage in the draft. Now at 27, the Baltimore Ravens. Right. The Ravens, I've got taken a wide receiver. Terrence Marshall, Jr. from uh, from LSU. He didn't get all the pub that a lot of these guys got, but I, he's a solid receiver. He can run all the routes. He'll be a good target. If you're going to have Lamar Jackson, you've got to get wide receivers right. to help this guy out. You have to. Yep. So you might as well start here. There's other guys that they could have gone with. In fact, my next pick for the Saints, if I can just go is, for it. Uh, Rashad Bateman, a wide receiver from Minnesota. It's another good wide receiver. You could go, you know, can make do all the routes. Do you know? Because I always say the route tree, the route tree. But right. if you're only taught to do certain things in certain you know offenses, you're not going to have to do every everything. But these guys are both coachable. I like this guy. He's Marshall and Bateman. I went down one more pick. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I like both those wide receivers. I really do. Uh, I, again, I, I apologize. It will be a broken record here. But at 28, this is a team with a big question at quarterback, yes. and it's a good team. It's not. You don't. Do you think the Saints' second, third round look at quarterback potentially, or do you think they're going to give it really a go with what they have? on the roster with Hill and Winston. I think they're going to really give it a go with with uh, Winston is going to be the key for that. I, really I agree. Do. I think I, Winston's I, the quarterback. Look, let's yeah. not, you know, he threw 30 picks, I get that, but he threw 35 touchdowns. 35 touchdown yeah. passes. Mm-hmm. And you get him with one of the brightest offensive minds in the game, Sean Payton, as personal friend of yours. That's right. Personal Mr. Friend. Payton, Mr. Payton. That's right. <laughs> you know, that's right. He's in a perfect spot, I think, to Just learn. Just to bring it to movies, this really quickly, I think Sean Payton is going to love that uh, Kevin James is playing him in a biopic about like the 2011 Saints and or 2012 Saints with their, uh, you know, their their scan. What was it they called it? Their targeting uh, scandal. The tar- right, the targeting. Yeah. So yeah. I'm sure that he's going to love that uh, Kevin James is playing him in a movie. So. That'll be exactly. This would be a perfect time yeah, to, to interject. Uh, you have something to interject. Interject something well, out. yeah. I mean, I've, I've, yeah, I've got something here. Um, we're, we're talking about, uh, you know, um, Kevin James. Well, Kevin James. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of buzzwords I'm hearing. I mean, Academy I mean, Award-winning actor Kevin James. Plug Mark, and play. Right? I'm hearing character. You know, basically, I, I'm hearing that, that as we're getting towards the end of the draft, these are consistent teams now that don't that that aren't getting top picks. So I have, uh, this is the original Mortal Kombat person right here. One of the original six people. Uh, Liu Kang. Liu Kang is the Earth Protector, the number one champion. Uh, he, he comes Solid from pick. Henan, China. Uh, he, he fights with karate. He is a no-frills Shaolin monk, but he gets the job done. And that's exactly what I need on my uh, Earthworm uh, Protection Squad team. Whatever it is, that's what my draft is doing. Trademark it. That's my trade. Um, Earth, um, Earthworm Earth Realm Protection Earth. Team for the uh, my my comeback to the draft. That's what I got. I don't. Uh, Stephen A. We can, really hope can, that that's it. Uh, Dad, at number twenty nine, the I Green Bay Packers. Days. You know, now here here's where you could say, are they going to draft a quarterback? No, I'm just oh kidding. my goodness. Are you going to look Wait, for no, Jeopardy pays off? Or, are they going to uh, do a Rogers. wide receiver? But the Packers never draft wide receivers in the first round. Never, never do. And I'm going to continue that here. I've got it going. Tevin Jenkins, an offensive tackle from uh, Oklahoma State. You got to protect them. If 
They never draft wide receivers. I know. I don't get it. Never happens. Well, Devontae Adams last year kind of showed they don't need another. Right. Like two, two, I, I understood but it, you also but he need... stepped up as one of the best receivers right. in the league last year. So if you're not going to draft, you might as well get a guy that can protect yes. Aaron Rodgers because you lost a couple of guys from your offensive line. So just add this guy Jenkins in, throw him in the mix, but you've got to still next round for the Packers – Get the man a wide receiver. Get the man another wide receiver. I mean, if, if can you imagine if he had like an Odell Beckham? Oh, I you know. know. You know. I wish they would trade the Browns because that hasn't worked with the Browns. I wish. No, it hasn't I wished, worked. I wish that they would. Yeah. Had a, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I just had a question. Didn't the uh, Packers draft like a quarterback either last year? They or the did. Year so now, if they, because I know that was obviously a, a chip on uh, Aaron Rodgers' shoulders, and he felt he needed to step up to, to be the the number one guy still and prove that he still is the guy. Would you then, uh, as you were talking earlier in the draft, maybe picking a quarterback for like trade bait for next year? If Aaron Rodgers has another MVP caliber season, do you then trade this younger quarterback as like you know trade bait? Or are you still holding on to him because of Aaron Rodgers' age? Well, the a, thing is, Aaron Rodgers, even if he has another career, may not want to be with the Packers. There's talk that he's like he's done. He's with done, with, he's the done with them and wants to move on, for, you know, to, to go play someplace else. He's making know. big moves to Jeopardy, I think. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, yes. you know, it would be great if uh, he came to the Giants, if it doesn't work out for oh. uh, you know. <laughs> that, that would be that fantastic. I would there, get an Aaron Rodgers Giants jersey. You know, let, yeah, that would be uh, that would be speak great. Speak into existence about yeah, him let, coming to the Giants. Uh, we okay, will see if, if that can happen. Lifetime so supply of so no. after listening to this podcast, his favorite podcast, he'll consider it. Yes, you know what? So no, basically, you wouldn't trade him for because of Aaron Rodgers' future is so uncertain. You wouldn't trade him for some like better weapons for Aaron Rodgers because you're assuming he's going to leave regardless of how good he does. Well, it's just. Like that's a potential. Like you, he, you think he's in an unhappy situation. He's in an unhappy situation because, especially when you draft a quarterback in the first round, when you've got the guy that wins the MVP the, the, that next season. But the Packers, right there, are in a, in a set. Like if Aaron Rodgers really wants to force their hand, say I'm going. You've already now you've got the guy that you think can replace him in, in love. If he wants to stay, now you've got a chip that say, well, some of these guys that couldn't get quarterbacks last year. Now we've got Jordan Love here, who was a you know thought of highly by the Packers. He's out there on the market. You can get some picks and, and, and you know, Aaron Rodgers wants to be respected is the key for, yeah. for the Packers. Just show me some respect. Get me some guys. I've done enough where you can get me, uh, where I can help you out and, and win with not a ton of talent. He's ne- he's like Brady in a way. He never had the great, great wide receivers. And he's, but you've got one of the best arms in, in all of football and one of the brightest minds in the And he's football. a guy where if he were to retire with only one Super Bowl win, that would be insane because of his right. skill. So you, right. he would sooner leave to go to somewhere to prove that he needs to get that, more titles under his belt before right. he's done. Right. And that's that's the thing with, with Aaron Rodgers. He's so good that you, people say, well, he's so great, but he didn't win. But you also need talent around you to win like right. it, it isn't every other sport Going, throwing it to tom brady's wife when she in his defense he can't throw and catch the ball well ne- neither can aaron Rodgers or other we, great I quarterbacks mean, right. in the league. i mean everybody knows right. where i sit on the, the rogers situation and but, steven um, i know that you're a, 
uh, not happy with me right now, but my uh, love of Aaron Rodgers comes directly from you and your your Thank enthusiasm you. for I him. I appreciate and, that. And yeah, no, I, I, I think, think he's a great dude. I think he's the dude to Rogers. go to like what uh, Stephen you brought up in previous podcasts is like when he's a guy that in this sport you can look and look at as like a layman and not know football and be like, okay, that guy's great. Yeah, like, like in the Mahomes style, like you can watch Mahomes and not know football and be like, that guy's great. Where other quarterbacks you need to know the game more to appreciate, right? Their, but. Rodgers is up there and one of the Mount Rushmore players, at least right now, quarterbacks. My my, my analysis of always the, the Brady-Rodgers thing is that, yes, Tom Brady has more rings. I think Tom Brady's always been on better teams. And I get that the Packers, you know, lost to the to the Bucks in the NFC title game, but like there was a bunch of freak thing. It's not like Tom Brady played great. He threw a bunch of interceptions in the first half. You know, there was a couple pass interferences that were kind of ticky-tack that went in the Buccaneers' way in both directions. They got a pass interference call that helped them. There was a, you know, there was one that, that wasn't called on their end at the, you know. We don't have to go into that. Uh, I, I am a big no, Aaron Rodgers fan. But the thing about Aaron Rodgers, and I'll say this about Brady, guys that play for them want to, you know, really play hard right. for them. Yes. They are leaders at that, that spot. Yes. He gets Aaron Rodgers... I'm going to say Brady. They when they walk out or they're in the locker room or whatever, you want to play for they this guy. Brady, yes. You want because they're great at what they do, but they're also, you know, they want to make you better. Mm-hmm. And if they're doing and putting in the work, you're going to want to do and put in the work. And I think that's the big thing for for Brady. That's what made I think to a man for Tampa Bay. They said every one of them said thank you for what you did. Thank you for being what you are. And the same thing with Rodgers. He demands that because just give me the ball, let me take care of it, I'll handle it. And that's that's what's so good about uh, about both those guys. We've got the Bills coming yep. up, right, Stephen? Yes. Uh, I've got uh, Zayvon Collins, a linebacker from Tulsa. I think the Bills needed help on uh, with the linebackers. This guy can cover. He's outstanding in pass coverage. He can. He's he's quick. He's um, very instinctive. Like you know, I can throw it out all the. The things that right. that people throw out there, but I think he's just going to help them on the defensive side. The Bills, he can do it all. He's um, he's got really good range too. Mm-hmm. So I like this pick for them. The Bills are obviously a team that in a couple of years just look at what they've done and how they changed the whole attitude with them. Now this pick, this is, pick is is one that kind of changed up last night. Yes, of a it trade. did. It did, and it kind of threw me for a loop. I didn't do because I, I I don't know where the Ravens might go here. But I have them taking an, an edge rusher from Georgia. Aziz Ojawari is his name. He's a little undersized, but he's he can play on the outside. He seems to me like somebody that Baltimore that that would right. just like to have play on the thing. This could be a totally no, wrong but pick. At this but, point, are you looking? Is he like your best player on the board, and that's how you see? Well, you the know Ravens what it was. I'm here? just thinking the Ravens always go yes. do something for defense. Now they could go they could go offensive line here. Mm-hmm. They can go they can go center here. I had originally. I had Landon Dickerson, who played center for Alabama, going to the Chiefs. Now, he had an MCL injury, and everybody said he would be a first-round pick, but he got hurt in the championship game. I could see them going, the, the Ravens going for an offensive uh, alignment here, too. I mean, they, they need a center. They need an edge. They could even go another wide receiver. I don't know why they made the deal, but I'm going to go with, uh, I'm just going to go with them at this point. They may even look offensive, like they could look offensive line here because they gave up... Um, Brown to to go to the the Chiefs, so they could. I just didn't see an offensive lineman uh, at this point, but it's kind of like a uh, 
you know, a kooky pick for me there. Right. But I don't know where they're going to go. When we start, uh, we with, end it with you with, with the Tampa the, uh, Bay Buccaneers, Tampa Bay Bucs. Super Bowl yeah. champion. Rounding now they're the first round. They're losing wide receiver. Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown, but I have him drafting Dayami Brown, a wide receiver from North Carolina. This guy can do it all. Now, this is another guy who said, oh, he can't run all the routes, whatever. I saw him against Notre Dame. This guy can catch. Yeah. He can do all he has to do. This is a good fit for them. And So losing one Brown and getting another. This and to a, your point, even if he doesn't have the full route tree, right. look at the look at the weapons that they have. Even if he's just a specialist, right. they have go down the field or run out routes, whatever. Exactly. They have so many other offensive weapons that they don't need this guy to be and fully developed. To, you work, like, and you know Tom Brady's going to throw you 100 yes. footballs a day. Yep. You're going to get everything you can get. I think this guy is... Not that they could go; they can go a hundred different ways. Right. They could draft a running back here. They can do anything they want to have a day because they signed everybody, you know, um, right. from from last year's team. So, the, I'm chasing one Brown out, adding another Brown for them, and that's the uh, that's our 32 picks. I just wanted to add this in there too, with that being the Bucks, because yes. uh, bring, bridging from last podcast to this podcast too, like there is also a definitely a chance we think that Edelman can sign with them later on in the season. So there again, is no doubt, you do not need this guy to be fully developed. He just needs no. to play his role, and that yeah. could be a good pick for them. That's and speaking of a guy who's not fully developed and just needs to play his role, my my number seven pick. My Magnificent Seven is an enigmatic ninja from Prague, Czechoslovakia, ladies Whoa. and gentlemen. Smoke. 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 As, as hard to catch. you guys at this table know as about. his name. <laughs> Smoke, la- ladies and gentlemen. And that's where I, I, I think Earth is saved, and I think you're welcome. I think everybody would agree with me to say this. I can't believe you put Raiden at five. you got to go number one. Ray, Raiden, here's my I know that people were problem. thinking that all podcasts. That's all they could focus on. Here's my on. problem with Raiden. That's all I was thinking. About. Yeah, I love Raiden <laughs> from the depths yeah, of my heart. So he was a potential first overall pick that dropped down to the fifth. You know, his, but he, here's the deal. My draft it. stock change. It's a hot take. My, Michael, and Melissa, I said it in the beginning. I love Raiden, but Raiden can't come out in the clutch because Clearly Raiden's governed enough. by the rules. He was he, allowing all of his fighters to die, and he says, I can't touch it. Yeah. I can't get involved. I need a guy who's going to get out there. He's going to roll up his sleeves. He's going to DW. He's going to do some work. And Raiden, while I love him, I don't know if he's that guy. He's not, and that's the, he's what, not and number I stand one. He's not that. the guy he's not number cheating one. under the rug. No, yeah. he's not the number one. And that's but why he dropped a fifth in that's your, why he dropped uh, fifth over law. Seven Mortal Kombat, <laughs> which was the real... The real draft that we wanted to get to today. For real. We the important had to, stuff. We had to muddy it up with all this other, you know, yeah. draft thing. I don't yeah. even know what the NFL is. But, yeah. NFL you know, draft. Yeah, it quote, unquote, NFL draft. What is that? It wouldn't be a draft episode without me ruining it. Ruining, ruining it. it. So, much like I, I I ruined the family dynamic by starting this whole thing. So, boom. There but you go. But I uh, appreciate it. We did a, I think, um, I don't well, like I said, this is going to be a totally crazy draft, but... The way it worked out, the Patriots will be happy for sure if they can get Justin Fields at 15. But there's going to be a lot of tra- – this is going to be a, one of the wildest drafts. This I mean, is subject, so this draft is subject to oh, change. Oh, this is, is subject to change okay. here. There's going to be a lot of and, – and there could be – we still have, like, what, four or five days before the draft. There could be three trades made before we even uh, even comes to it. But, but without, without knowing all the insider info, I mean, you have – at least you put a lot of thought into every pick and every team. Well, if, if, if everything had to stay the same and there were no trades, this is definitely good reasons why they would go where they would go. You, you, would, you would hope that uh, I get maybe, like, you know, 10 
10 or 12 right, but that's a, you know, I mean, it's a Mel Kuyper, yeah. uh, you know, nobody gets them all right. But uh, follow-up. Yeah. That is our NFL we draft. Do, we, we should definitely do a follow-up and what went oh. where and, you know, barring any trades, well, definitely. who picked at what positions and what stayed consistent. And well, hopefully, I know I have it three right, I think. I, I think I've got the top three right, so I think we'll be all right with that, so that's not too I'll bad. I'll bet in this draft. I'll have to <laughs> change <laughs> yeah, right. You should that pay more attention that, to this. Really. That is an issue. Lots of testosterone. Thanks for listening, and uh, join us again uh, for our next NFL Mortal Kombat crossover episode. There you go. Peace. We should have said, uh, Coach, what's his name? Craig T. Nelson. Craig T. Nelson.